Welcome to The Dig on the Huskers Radio Network podcast, powered by Emeritus. Featuring Nebraska Volleyball Assistant Coach Jordan Larson. Here's your host, Jessica Cootie. Welcome back into another episode of The Dig. I'm Jessica Cootie and excited to be joined by Jordan Larson for this one. How crazy was that atmosphere? How much fun was that one to be a part of on Saturday? Yeah, it was fun. I think even like first point of, of the game, like the crowd was so into it. And uh, it was just cool to see how fired up. I mean, just the community in general was uh, after a great football win and then everybody coming over. It was it was awesome. So take me through just the emotions of that one. You come out, have a great start, and then maybe a little bit of a letdown in the second set. What were you seeing between those two sets first to start off with? Yeah, I mean, I think, right, we came out firing, which was awesome to see. And um, I think we had kind of set a great mindset as the week had come on. And, um, yeah, I think, but then Wisconsin responded really well in the second set. And obviously one of the things that they're really good at is block and defense, yeah. right? And so I think we had to start – becoming more efficient as, as the game went on of like how do we manage ourselves attacking wise but then also coverage and there's other aspects of the game that that we got better at and I think we won the serve and pass battle which was huge and I think that can win you a lot of matches so um, I'm really proud of our resiliency even when things were not going well I think there sh we showed a lot of grit and I think that defines a lot of great teams so yeah. Yeah, as a hitter, and, and that's obviously what Wisconsin does really well is, is block and make it really challenging on hitters. How do you adjust to that? How does a, a whole team adjust to what they do when they are just making it really challenging to get anything done? Yeah, totally. I mean, I think it's, you know, we talk about, like, what do you see? Like, what, do you, you know, what, vi what vision do we have available to us? And if we have two big blockers in front of us, it's how high and hard can I hit? Maybe it's into the block and recycle. There's a lot of other strategies and then also from, you know, a setting tactic, like what are we doing? Are we overloading? Are we isolating? There's a lot of little nuances that we can kind of maybe change game plan wise. So um, I thought Bergen set a great fifth set and, you know, we had a lot of one on one opportunities. Um, but again, I think we also got smarter as, you know, hitting high line, you know, tooling the block, playing into the block, those kind of things um, as the game went on. How much of it is that, too, you have some young freshmen out there that this is their first time in figuring out how to navigate that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's hard, you know, and mm -hmm. I think it comes with experience and time. Yeah. But also I think we, we talk about, you know, they have 137, you know, years of experience, yeah. right? Like really honestly, like they have been trained well, and I feel like we train well every single day. And so I think it's just understanding that, you know, you have to have that mentality, like how you felt in the fifth set, like you have to have that every single day when you show up in practice. If you show that every day in practice, you're putting money in the bank. So then when you can withdraw, you know, whenever you want. Right. But it's like every day you got to show up and execute like that, because then when the lights are on, it's going to show up for you. So just preaching that mentality over and over and over again before they fully really understand. So in that fourth set, you're down 23-21. How were they able to overcome that and, and come out and win that fourth set, that critical fourth set? Yeah, no, again, I think you have to give credit to Wisconsin too, right? Mm -hmm. They're very well-trained and well-coached. And um, again, I just think it's our mindset. And, you know, we talk about um, culture and, you know, leaning into one another. And I thought we set the pace. You know, I think things could get chaotic and... Um, I thought we really tried to slow it down as much as we could on our side and really can control what we can, which is just having good touch after good touch after good touch. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think just grit, resiliency, and mindset, really. 
We had a couple of fan questions asked if there was ever a point that you wanted to suit up and run out there yeah. in that one. <laughs> you know, there's there's been times now that I've co been coaching and I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of glad that now as a player, I, I'm still playing, right? So I can actually go out there like and make the changes that I see, right? Like as far as like when I'm playing now, mm -hmm. like it's like, oh, well, I kind of like this and why and and I still can affect change in that way. Um, where now it's like, okay, now I see what's happening. Now how can I really articulate to them like what would be more efficient for them and how to do it you know and so I think it's if even if I want to say something in the moment I really try to check my thoughts and be like all right Jordan what do you want to hear in this moment if I was a player yeah um and then how how would I want to hear it and maybe it's nothing sometimes they have to figure it out right yeah. they have to fail they have to go through that and we talk about FRS failure recovery system like if I'm failing how quickly can I get back on the same track? And then, um, but again, it's a lot of internal conversations that I'm having with myself of like, all right, what do I want to hear? And I, I'm enjoying now that I can go back into playing and really affect change and kind of see it from a different light. That's awesome. What a cool perspective. I'm sure the players appreciate that too because, I mean, you do. You have that, that perspective. Uh, speaking of that and Harper Murray and how she responded, I mean, she's hitting negative going into that fifth set. Yeah. How big was she and the way she responded? She could have hung it up, said, oh, this is not my match. But the way she delivered in the fifth set was just massive. Well, yeah, totally, right? And I think I, it's kudos to her. And I think she, I, I don't remember, she got served like 45 times. Wow. I don't know, I don't remember the actual number, but it was a lot. And um, that it takes a lot of mental, like, capacity to stay in that, right? Passing is probably one of the most difficult skills um, to do and so I think the fact that she was able to stay in it from just that aspect alone is huge right and then you add attacking into that and other aspects like it's hard and so the fact that she was able to kind of come back out of it is huge but now it's the talk of like how do we show that every single day and like how do we consistently do that and it doesn't have to be right like everybody talks about like oh I have to be great right when when you think about great like it's really hard. It's really hard. Yeah. But if you think about, all right, I can just be good for long periods of time. I don't have to make this spectacular play all the time, right? I can just make good plays, smart plays, efficient plays. And if I do that repeatedly, that leads to success down the road usually. You mentioned passing is one of the hardest skills. Why is that? Oh, goodness. Um, because sometimes... <laughs> I'm going to make a little bit of a golf analogy. It's like, and when you're golfing, it's like, at least for me, I'm like, I'm hitting the same shot, right? Like, I'm, I feel like I'm doing the same thing. And yeah. the same thing passing. It's like, man, I feel like I'm doing the same thing. I'm trying to be out with my platform early, but the ball could move late, and then I have to adjust late. Um, and so, and then, you know, the serve depth changes, right? There's just a lot of different nuances that kind of happen during the skill. And so you have to be really solid. And sometimes you're getting served every match. Sometimes yeah. you're taking 45 serves. And then sometimes you're not taking any. And then you get a one-off, and then you got to be ready. So it's, it's really just technique-wise match with, like, just pure mental toughness. And it's, it's really hard skill. But if you can learn how to just be as consistent as possible, and that's just being quiet, simple, efficient. Um, it can lead to success on the road. I love that golf analogy. That helps. I mean, yeah. I think for, I don't for know. some people that are listening and, and trying to figure it out, like some other sports comparisons actually really help. And maybe that's just me because I'm just like, I, golf is so frustrating. I'm like, man, I am like hitting the same. I feel like I'm hitting the same shot. And it's not going where I want it to go. So yeah, no, exactly. It that's is, exactly it's right. hard. Yeah. Uh, Merritt Beeson. Yeah. I yeah. mean, just how massive was she for this team on yeah. Saturday? She's just solid.
just solid, consistent, and uh, just awesome person, right? And a joy to coach every day and be around. And um, man, I I think I said something. She hit one ball just really high and hard in the seam, and I'm like, just keep doing that. <laughs> I told her I joke with her. I was like, you can make a lot of money overseas if you just keep doing that, you know. Um, so she's just awesome and a learner and just a great example for a lot of um, our younger athletes to look up to. So it's really cool. I know you have a lot of playmakers and a lot of people that step up in big moments, but it seems like when it's needed the most, she's just kind of a calming, okay, let me settle things down here. I'll make a big play for us. Yeah, yeah, and she's also quick to take responsibility, right? And I think it's like, hey, it's on me, or hey, this is what I see, this is what's happening, and I think you need people like that. And uh, yeah, again, but I think she sets the tone every day, right? She comes to work every day. She's going hard every play, right? Like that is... Um, I don't know, you don't see that a lot, right? Like, it's hard to do that day in and day out. But if you're showing up like that, um, people can't help but follow. Last time we had you on, you were just getting settling in yeah. as a whirlwind. <laughs> but now that you've been able to be on the bench for a few few matches and, and really getting the hang of it, how much are you enjoying it? I'm, I'm enjoying it a lot, actually. Yeah, it's so fun. It's fun to learn every day. And um, I think also, too, like, just seeing, like, the little things that, if I'm giving feedback and it like clicks for them, like mm -hmm. it is like the most satisfying thing. I don't know. I'm like, I don't know. It, it's been really cool. And just also to know their personalities and kind of how they respond. And um, I, I think that so much of my game is on the, the mindset side. And so understanding like from a psychology standpoint, like how, how can you get them to believe that their good is good enough and they are awesome first and foremost people um, but they can be great athletes down the road and even now and whatever their future holds. So I think just instilling that in them is, is really fun. And, um, yeah, I just I've really enjoyed learning. How cool. is Coach Cook different from when you played for him for now that you're coaching with him? You know, I think it's been so much time that I'm like, I don't really remember, but I think he, he's definitely, I think the one thing that I've always admired, he's constantly learning, right? Mm -hmm. Like I think he's bringing in people, consultants, you know, people from the outside looking in, how can I get better? How can this program get better? How can we get our players better, right? Like, you know, we had a, obviously a big win, but the next day is like, all right, drawing board. Like, what do we do to get one point better? And so I think that um, has obviously been why he's been so successful. How about him running into the student section and putting yeah. on the cowboy hat? <laughs> no, I, Would he have I, done that uh, when no, you were playing for him? Definitely not. <laughs> I think even to get a smile out of him when I was in college was, was a big pull. So, no, I, it's really cool to see, like, obviously he has a huge ripple in this community, and um, now I think it's even getting better, bigger when he really expands and, and really gives back more. Was it this loud when you were playing? Oh, geez. <laughs> I mean, the Coliseum is a much smaller, you uh -huh. know, but I do think it was pretty loud. But, no, I mean, Saturday was unreal. I mean, again, first point, I was like, this is insane. It's cool. <laughs> and then I think the fifth set, I looked around. You know, sometimes you, you're so in the zone, like, watching the game. You don't really look around, but I think majority of the crowd was standing most of the fifth set, which is unreal. And, and then when you see also, you know, downtown at the rail yard, like, what ha like the people going crazy on the big screen like it's it's cool it's cool to see the vibe and the community really buying in and and know that we're not done yet right like this is we're not even I think just over halfway in the Big Ten so we have a long way to go but it was a huge huge win. Yeah, one of the things that Becca Alex said was that hey we, we were able to win that and we weren't even at our best so now right. that you, you we can keep talking about it and the fans are gonna keep talking about it because it was it was a big win and yep. first win since 2017 but but this is not even close to the end of the season exactly so once you go start diving into film how did you feel like the team responded to that like hey these are the things that 
we didn't even do very well, and yet we were still able to win. Yeah, so, uh, well, we have just had a couple individual meetings, right, as of right now, and today will be the first uh, practice kind of back together. So um, now it's about, like, how do, we, how do we widen this gap? How do we kind of keep pushing the envelope to be better and to continue to be better? Because, like you said, like, we, we won, and there were times that it wasn't pretty, and I think we can all admit that. And so, um, but now it's how do we refine and you know, tweak little things here and there and just get that 1% better literally every day because it's, it's not done yet. When I've had conversations with the other assistant coaches and Coach Cook have come on here, I mean, even as big as everybody wanted to make that one match, yep. every match, even with Stanford, it's, it's on to the next. I yep. mean, we've got to take it one match at a time. So what's been your perspective of how this team is, has really bought into that? Like, hey, oh, yeah, we had a big win, but we got to move on. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, again, I think it's just how John preaches every day. It's like, hey, we, we're literally dissecting a match, right? It's like one, uh, 25 one-point battles, right? We're literally taking it point by point and, you know, match by match, right? Like if we get too far ahead, I mean, I think that's just a good lesson in life, right? If you get too far ahead, you know, you can't really be present on what's actually happening right now. So how can we be good today on a Tuesday you know, and how are we going to be good tomorrow? So it's how, if you break that down and really just try to be as present as possible is huge. 19-0, when you start racking up those wins and you haven't had a single loss on the season, yep. can that be pressure for a team to, okay, we are still winning and we haven't lost yet? Yeah, um, I think it's, again, how you choose to look at it. Um, I think for sure there could be some outside distractions or other things that, you know, people could look at. Um, but again, it's how can we be widening the gap ourselves? Like, how can we be c competing against ourselves now? It's not about, and I think sometimes we get caught up on the opponent on the other side. It's like, all right, well, this person, this team's doing this. Well, we feel like we maybe have to do that. Um, but in a sense, it's like, well, we just have to be competing against us. And if we are really good and we pass the ball really well and we side at a very high level, we should be winning a lot of matches. So. It's how can we turn the focus back onto us and be competing against us versus maybe competing against those on the other side. So you got uh, another home-and-home uh, home this weekend, back-to-back, uh, -back, Friday against Maryland, 7 o'clock, and then it's going to be another uh, fun day in Lincoln again. I was talking to a lot of people that were working over here yep. at the football game and then had to just hurt, hustle on over there to, to make Devaney happen over there, but it's always a fun day when you got a, a doubleheader like that. But yep. um, how do you guys approach this weekend again with another back-to-back -back and coming off that big win? Yeah, um, I think just taking a match at a time, and uh, yeah, we're excited to have another yeah big Saturday. And uh, but again, we got to uh, play Maryland on Friday, and so um, just really excited to get in the gym today and see how everybody's doing and uh, just get better. When you guys, when you go about helping a team prepare for the next opponent, what, what's mm -hmm. your role in that, and, and how are you helping them prepare for each, each? again, with a back-to-back, -back, there's not a lot of time to prepare when you go from Friday to Saturday, so how do you help them prepare for that? Yeah, I'm mainly working with the outsides, passers, Libros, um, and then I will kind of share maybe with uh, Jalen and Kelly kind of what I'm seeing in their positional situations, um, but... Day-to-day, um, -day, it's more of just like uh, technique-wise, what I'm seeing, approach, blocking, uh, passing-wise. Um, yeah, that's mainly what I've been kind of doing. And then leaving like uh, strategy and that stuff to Jalen and Kelly because that's what they've been doing. So, again, kind of trying to fill in a little bit of gaps what I see, but right now just kind of that's where my lane is. So in, in going back to Harper and, and the passing part of it and, and preparing her for that, when teams are – going at her like that how have you seen mm -hmm. her manage that 
time, night in, night out, that that's what they continue to do, and, and she seems to get keep getting better for it, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's it's just, we talk about building this callus, right? I think it's like building this mental resiliency, and, and I can see it, and I think uh, even with talking uh, with Lex and Lainey and... You know, there's times where she's feeling confident, right? And and I think majority of the time that is, right? And then there's times where like, hey, like they're serving me a lot in this rotation. Maybe we're struggling to side out. Hey, we're going to shift in this situation. She has the power to say that, right? And I think that's just showing like her capacity and awareness around kind of where she's at and how how she maybe needs help, right? And I think that's the biggest sign of vulnerability in good culture is sometimes you can't always do it by yourself, right? Like, and when you're a part of a team, it's okay to ask for help. And um, I know for me, like, I was sometimes stubborn, like as a player, I was like, no, I got this, right? But then there's sometimes I just don't, and I need help, and I need help in this team. And um, I think having that ability to have those conversations is huge. Is there something that you've learned now that you've been embedded with this team over this last month or so that you didn't know that you've learned about them? Oh, goodness. Um, I think there is this, like, fine balance between, like, they all want to be really good, right? Like, they are striving for excellence every day, and I see that, right? The intention behind it and all that. But they also like to have fun, right? Like, TikToks and, you know, and I think... Um, seeing that balance like is really cool like sometimes we often forget like when we're striving to be good and we're striving for excellence that you can also have fun along the way and I think celebrating those small victories and those small joys and I think you can get so caught up in like the seriousness of it and and don't get me wrong I'm one of that I'm like hey when the when the door when the you know the ball is on the court like it's time to roll but I think there's times that you can like let down and like kind of just be and like have some fun and joke around which is really cool to see that part of those girls as well they've even got you involved on a few TikToks. i know <laughs> i know i've made the i've made the TikTok. so no but i i also think too it's it's i'm learning that about myself too that i i don't always have to be so dialed in all the time and uh i think that it's allowing me to be more free as well. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Very cool. All right, last thing I got for you, just, I mean, again, it's not necessarily as much about the opponents, but what's the focus this week for this team to continue to get better and, and grow and, and add to the resume? Yeah, no, I think it's just widening the gap, right? So it's like, how do we, like, getting our, I don't know, for me, out, our outsides transitioning, right? Like, our transition numbers weren't great. So how are we going to be in transition, right? Are we getting depth off the net? Are we approaching slow to fast? You know, it's those little things that add up over time. And, um, and then obviously at the bigger hole, right, Jalen and Kelly, they have their thing. And, um, but, yeah, I think it's just day-to-day -day on the grind um, and obviously serving and pa winning the serve and pass battle, which we also did as well. Awesome. Well, great stuff and great win, and let's keep it rolling. Yeah, totally. Thanks. <laughs> it's for Jordan Larson. I'm Jessica Cootie. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Dig, powered by Emeritus. Make sure you subscribe and like wherever you listen to this episode. Thanks for listening.